Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corman, Ed Carson, with a breakdown of the action in today's session and a look at how the week unfolded. And Ed, we sure did end this week on a high note. Yeah, it was a great way to finish. And once again, it was a tight weekly close. If you just looked at that, you say, boy, it was another boring week, but it was not. Uh, Definitely want to be uh, seeing as like a little bit of hope to end there. I want to look at DraftKings, which had a big move today, Visa and TJX. All right. We'll take a look at those three stocks. But looking at the major indexes, you're exactly right, Ed, on the weekly chart of the NASDAQ. Another tight weekly close here. It seems like we've been talking about this range bound market. And lately, it's been more, uh, we've been ping ponging in this uh, tight range from highs and lows, getting rejected at recent highs, coming down to support and bouncing. So it's hard to play that uh, directionally at times, especially when you have all of these stocks that are moving so big in both directions on earnings and then with the Fed mixed in, sprinkle in a little uh, banking drama, and it sure doesn't feel like it was a nice, quiet week. No, and it was pretty, pretty wild. All the gains were for, we had a big gain today, four days of losses. We were bounded off the 10-week line on the NASDAQ, uh, the other indexes off the 50-day line. It's there's a lot of things going back and forth. You're right. It's like we're we're right at the cusp of highs, but we've been doing that for weeks. And is this the moment we're going to break out? Or are we just going to head back down again? So if you tried to take anything, if you tried to buy anything today, well, well, what happens if we fall again? There's a good chance a lot of those stocks will fall back. And it just it's just been very difficult. Maybe this will be when we're like the earnings are out. Of, a lot of the earnings are out of the way. The Fed is out of the way. Uh, so, you know, but there's all sorts of things with banks. I mean, banks were crazy this week. And is that over? Is that going to be a tailwind or a headwind? Uh, it, there's just a lot of uncertainty and, you know, and, until we get a little bit more uncertainty, I mean, look, we talk about a wall of worry, but you don't want to, you know, and that you want some people nervous and be bearish, but you don't want a whirlwind of worry where it's just like, what is going on? It's hard to know what's going, you know, and we just need to break out of this range. There's a lot of reasons why it may or may not go up or down, uh, but we haven't yet. And, you know, the interesting thing is, Ed, even if we do get a breakout for the NASDAQ, well, what have we been seeing all year long or, or even longer on the individual stock level with breakouts? They just don't last. So it seems like anytime this market uh, tries to get some strength, that's instead of that being the, the sigh of relief and time to get in, it's almost that, you know, that's the time to be locking in the profits that you have uh, or we could see a successful breakout here and then a test of higher highs. So lots of potential scenarios in the cards. Yeah. And it's just, it's just hard to know. And we'll see. I mean, and I think this week we saw a lot of breakouts, but they were gap ups for the most part. And so what do you do with a stock that's up 15%? Some of those did quite well, ultimately, some of them reverse lower. And so, and some of them reverse lower than rebounded again. So it's not easy in that situation. It's hard enough when it's breakouts, but, big gap ups in the middle of, you know, all this churn right. really just seems risky. So that would be something if we do move out and see some more breadth, maybe we'll have more buying opportunities, but there really wasn't that much today. Yeah. Right. I mean, with those big gap ups, it'll be interesting to see if these days, these gap of days <laughs> turn out to be the beginning of a nice run or just the left side of a base. 
for for a lot of these stocks. And that's what that's what we don't know yet. Uh, but we will be keeping a close watch on how those unfold. All right, moving on, let's take a look at the S&P 500 as well. Bouncing nicely today. I guess I could uh, tell the audience about the percentage gains on a daily basis. Uh, the Nasdaq was up 2.3% by sessions close. The S&P 500 up about 1.9%. The Dow up 1.7% and the Russell 2000. Also having a strong day here today, up about uh, 2.4%, but it's it's still been lagging. It's still range bound below key moving averages. So uh, not an area that, that we're playing. It seems like uh, every day it's either outperforming to the upside or underperforming to the downside. It's just, uh, you know, bigger swings that we're seeing on the Russell. Yeah, and that's not unusual. But then you combine in the bank stocks that might be some of these names are up 40%, down 40% in a given day. Uh, that really adds to the volatility. It really does. All right. And something else that we've been keeping a close watch on is looking underneath the surface. You know, we're not just looking at the index level, which we do view as uh, crucial to, uh, you know, figuring out uh, what we should be doing with portfolio exposure, but underneath the surface, equally important, if not more so. So we look at the equal weighted ETF. So here's QQQ. It was up 2.1% on the day. And then QQEW, its equal weighted counterpart, up 1.7%. So still a very strong gain, but not quite as strong as QQQ. So your thoughts on that, Ed? Yeah, and then they're like, and one reason why they're so important now is because the mega caps, this handful of names, has such a huge weight. And you know, you know, it's, you know, Microsoft and Apple and a handful of others, just an enormous share. And that's where a lot of the gains have been. So it used to be, you know, like the indexes, hey, yeah, the Nasdaq is up. You know, probably that means most of the rest of the market is up. Well, not necessarily, right. you know, in 2023. So this is doing okay. This didn't have the banks, so it didn't have some of the negatives to the others, but still it came down. For part of the week, it did bounce back, get back above the 50-day line, because that was not looking good yeah. uh, for much of the week. So it was encouraging to see this one come up and come up to sort of that trend line. I uh, would like to see some more strength in this area because, you know, market breadth has been really anemic. I think the NASDAQ decline line, advanced decline line hit a new low on Thursday or came right to it. I'm sure it bounced back today and we'll get that, but uh, that's obviously been a really negative trend. Yes, it has. And let's also take a look at SPY versus RSP. SPY up 1.8%. RSP, the equal weighted uh, S&P 500 ETF, up 1.7%. So like you said, it'd be great to see a little bit more strength. Uh, this one right at all of these converging moving averages. So if we could see a little bit more of a bounce, and it, it would seemingly be more decisive if it can get above those April highs. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. Okay, moving on. Next on our list, uh, we want to take a look at zero TNX, the 10-year treasury yield. Uh, we saw a bounce today. We're right around just under that 3.5% mark. What is your sense of what we could see from here with the, the yields, given uh, that the Fed did have another quarter point hike this week? But what does the future hold? And it is interesting. Uh, it did end up basically flat for the week. I mean, ultimately, the uh, the Fed seems like it's going to be on pause. 
Uh, and it was really interesting to see a jobs report. Yeah, there were some caveats, but generally it was a pretty strong report. And the market rallied on that. Yes, there was other things, Apple and banks. But there was a report that a few weeks ago, I think, could have crushed the market. But now markets are more like, well, we're not so worried about the Fed. We're worried about a recession. So, it's, again, it's just all these different things. Uh, I will note that the two-year yield, that fell sharply this week because that was a little bit more of that concern whereas the 10-year yield is not. So there's all sorts of things going on. It's Again, there's all, the bond market is just seems to be just as confused as the stock market about how to interpret everything out there. Right. And uh, we had more banking drama this week. So let's check in on financials. Here's XLF. It did get a bounce Friday. Banks, banks did uh, have a bit of a relief rally on Friday with XLF up 2.4% on Friday. But for the week, still down 2.6%, so shaving off uh, roughly half of the weekly loss on Friday. And then KRE down 10% for <laughs> the week, uh, even with a gain of about 6.4% on Friday. So a lot of damage here in the regional banks. We've talked about how we saw that waterfall decline. Then uh, a leveling out and a break below that level seems like that potentially could have been a, a short-term opportunity for a short sale, uh, but not something you would have wanted to say. Stay your stay overstay your welcome. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, as it did turn out, it did have that look. Uh, it's just it's just so scary because these stocks can move so much on an individual basis. Uh, Pack West, I think, was had a terrible week, but it was up 80% today. I mean, that, you know, so that's hard to play when you're doing things like that. If these can bounce back, if people feel like, you know, again, banks are all about confidence. And if this if these can bounce back, that is a huge tailwind for the market, uh, mm -hmm. just for like, but it could go back and forth and it could be back and forth where we go, you know, for a while. I mean, you know, that's a risk that you just have to keep aware of. Even if things look good for a while, uh, that's an issue. I will also note that, um, well, XLF is most of the big banks that, you know, Visa is a major component. Mm. And I also want to mention that the biggest component in XLF is Berkshire and Berkshire Hathaway has earnings on Saturday just to uh, bring that up. Yes, we'll be we'll be keeping an eye out uh, on our coverage on Investors.com over the weekend, I'm sure. We will mention it. And now let's uh, take a look at SMH. This is the chip sector ETF. I don't know what's going on with that bar. There was um, a split. There's a split for two for one. So I'm not sure what's if that's I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, the percentage gain uh, today, 2.1 percent for for the week of about six tenths of a percent. So chips hanging on here, Ed. Yeah, I mean, NVIDIA is still doing well. AMD had a wild week. There's all sorts of things going on with AMD. Uh, still a lot of weakness. There was a, some, some, a lot of big losers in the chip sector this week. So I'd like to see a lot more breadth in that. I think that's sort of deceptive. A couple of the biggest names are doing reasonably well. Uh, but it's nice to see it above the 50-day line. Again, we need to, with everything else, we need to see more strength, more breadth uh, before you can start feeling more confident. Right. And we did talk about uh, how... Recently, we did get a, a break below the 50-day line, which also coincides with a, a break below this uh, lower trend line from its move higher.
And now let's take a look at some stocks on our radar. DraftKings with a strong reaction to its earnings report up 15% on the day. Some strong volume behind the move. Perhaps traders who got in an early entry here when it cleared uh, this level just below 20 maybe uh, had a, enough of a cushion to hold heading into the earnings report, but hard to do something with it here now, Ed. Yeah, I mean, at, on Thursday's close, it was 10% above the 50-day line. So it was already sort of, you know, extended in that regard. And to gap up like that, look, great action, uh, solid report, you know, accelerating growth, hints of profitability. But yeah, as you say, maybe enough. Normally would have thought like, a, you know, 10% cushion would be enough. But we've seen all these 20% declines. Right. Uh, and you could have easily said, oh, that, you know, something like this. Yeah, I think that that short-term area was where a place where people could have gotten in, uh, but probably too extended. But this is that's where the trickiness. You see some big moves, but a lot of Friday's moves were either kind of gap ups like this, or a lot of stocks that were below their 200-day line mm -hmm. running up. Not necessarily stocks that are powering through, you know, buy zones where you can actually get them near the 50-day line, near early entries and such. Right. Uh, important to note. No doubt. And now let's take a look at ticker uh, V. This is Visa, which you mentioned a strong performer in XLF today, up 2.7%. Looks like it didn't quite have above average volume behind today's move. It's got earnings out of the way, though, and bounced off of its 50-day line today. Yeah. And uh, so bounce back above that. Uh, nice to see that on any weekly chart. It's got a, a four weeks tight now, I think. It's going to show up on that regard. And so that could be an alternate entry or a place to add things. That's right at the sort of the top of that consolidation. I guess you could even think of that consolidation as one giant handle to a gigantic consolidation. Whatever. In any case, there's things that are going on there. It's, this one has nice, solid growth, you know, where a lot of companies are showing declining earnings. This one's, you know, got solid growth seen for the next couple of years. Uh, and also it's arch rival MasterCard, which was stock of the day. That shows a similar look. That actually sort of cleared sort of a, a sort of a little area within already being in a buy zone. So that provided a new opportunity maybe to, to enter. Uh, that's a swing trader stock now. So th that's nice to see. And that shows similar patterns. Uh, this may, is, may not be a massive winner, but they both are sort of characteristic of long-term leaders. They, they ran into all sorts of issues. COVID sort of messed up with things, but on a week, monthly basis, there were some long-term periods. Could they do that again? I mean, companies that deliver sort of solid, you know, double-digit gains over right. time, that sort of classic long-term leader fundamentals, if they could get back to that. Mm -hmm. Nicely put, Ed. And now let's close things out on the stock analysis portion of today's show with a look at TJX. It's got earnings coming up in a little less than two weeks here, and it's been forming a trading range right below 80, around that 79 mark, and it's finding support at the moving averages here. Yeah, so that's sort of an area right there. Uh, so, you know, there you could see a handle, and that handle is like a few pennies too low to be a proper handle. But you could still use that uh, in this in this instance, and also seventy nine eighty one. That also works as a three or four weeks tight pattern as well on a weekly. There's been a lot of look with the markets that have been trading for five or six weeks tight. Essentially, it's not surprising that we're seeing a lot of tight patterns on individual stocks too. Uh, so this is one that's holding up. And it's also just a reminder, 
look, chips are not, you know, a lot of the growth stocks are still so damaged and stuff. You should be looking around. There's a lot of strength. There's a lot of po possible pockets in a lot of sectors. And so do not neglect that. Some of the strongest names have been things like on on or, or some other names outside of, you know, like, I mean, this is a growth stock, but it's not necessarily, it's not a tech, you know, yeah, it's not it's an internet so. stock. Yeah. Exactly. Such a good point. And that's a great segue to talking about our paddle plan for the week ahead. Are we finally past uh, the big earnings? Can can we get that uh, variable out of uh, the, the top of our minds for now, Ed? I think out of the top of our minds. I mean, it's like, look, <laughs> if you own stocks and there's plenty of stocks that have earnings, so definitely be paying attention to that. But it won't probably won't have that same market moving effects when the giants are out. And also, if you're the fourth company in your sector to report, you know, it's just not, you know, or if there's somebody else reporting, it's not going to have that impact on the sector even that it would have before. Uh, I don't know if investors should get too excited with, again, we're ping-ponging. We're at the top of the ping-pong. If we can get above that, uh, then maybe we'll, then it's something exciting. But it's like, until we really do that, until we see more of that, there's not really a reason to be adding exposure unless you're thinking, I'm going to do this as a really short-term trade. And you have to be going into it and then stick to that rule. Uh, but you know, in you know, but at the same time, this is a good weekend. Get your list ready. You're going to need to change them up because a lot of stocks are going to come on and off. So you want to be ready because maybe things, maybe this is the moment. Uh, but you want to be ready. Yes, we will be ready for whatever the market throws our way next week. Thank you so much, Ed, for your analysis and your perspective. And thanks everyone for tuning in. We hope you have a fantastic weekend. We'll be back Monday morning with IBD Live for the latest stock market news and analysis. And we hope you join us, investors.com slash IBD Live for all those details. We'll see you then. Once again, have a great weekend. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.